Hello there and welcome into another episode of the Michael Likes Stuff podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Joel and I talked on Thursday about this last week's episode of Survivor. It was an awesome episode, probably the best episode this season. We had a really good conversation about that, so I hope you enjoyed it. We also touched on the Grizzlies end of the season at the end, if you're interested in that. Um, I would have put this up sooner, but I was out uh, down down in the state of Georgia playing golf yesterday, so uh, out at Knob North Golf Course. Great course. Could not recommend it highly enough. Very good rate. Very good course. Uh, you should go and check it out if you're into golf. Thank you guys so much for checking out my podcast this week, uh, and I hope that you enjoy this week's episode of The Clingers Have Spoken. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of The Clingers Have Spoken. I am Joel Klinger. Alongside of me through Zoom, as always, is my brother, Michael, and we are here on a Thursday afternoon talking about the second, the penultimate episode of Survivor 42, Michael How'd you feel about last night's episode? I loved it. It was probably the best episode this season and potentially pointing to our future winner of Survivor 42. Could be. I would say the new favorite. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the way to become a new favorite a lot in Survivor is to take out the old favorite. You know, like like mm. when Ricard kicked out Shan, Ricard became the favorite, and then it was just like kicking out, kicking out, kicking out, and then Erica was left. Um, and now we have Marianne kicking out Omer, um, who Omer was the favorite, it seemed, as of uh, last week, and he's been the favorite in our eyes at home for a while, in my eyes at, for since the first episode, um, but. You know, it is it is something that like we're gonna have to look back at. There are two things I want to talk to you about really in depth, and I'm gonna go ahead and ask the first question. So Drea said that Omer was the only one she told, so Omer got big props for that. Does Omer go home if Drea doesn't say that Omer was the only one who knew? I mean, I don't I don't know that there's a way for us to uh, actually know that. But I think it's quite possible that Omer goes home regardless. I mean, I'm not a fan of, you know, you spilling everything on your way out the door. I uh, I listened to uh, Ricard from 41 was on Rob Sestranino's podcast. Uh, and he said they should make a rule where you cannot speak after or or you can't speak after either after your votes are read, he said, if you if you can speak, then you should be able to give an idol to someone on your way out the door. He said, because you're still playing the game. Mm. As long as you're talking, you're still playing the game because it's a social game. So, um, but no, I mean, I think it's quite possible Omer goes home. I think people would have realized that he's in with everybody. I think he just, you know, that's what happens when you get out all of the people that are viewed as a bigger threat than you, you're the threat that's left. So in that regard, I, I think it's quite possible. Omer goes home. I, I definitely don't think Drea helped him, you know, kind of giving Omer the props for her vote out, but we'll see. We'll see with that. I mean, I, I, and you know, the same thing happened this week, basically. 
with Omer's vote out, he spoke afterwards, and there was a little, was that you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it could come into play. That's that's the bizarre thing. I really wish that was a rule that they just like, I don't know if it has it been a rule because I don't remember a lot of people doing that. Um, you know, if it hasn't been a rule, that's like pretty, I don't know, it's pretty lazy on production's part, I guess, because all the rules that they have, I'm sure I, I would figure they would have a rule for that. Um, that was such a bummer. I kind of, it kind of like pained me to watch Drea say that because I love Omer and I felt like that was, he was doing such a good job of being under the radar and then all of a sudden he was on the radar because of maybe Drea, but maybe the players would have figured it out anyway. Um, that's the, that's the toughest thing for me. It's tough. Cause I know I, I won't win now because I, I said Omer was going to win and now he can't because I, I just looking, I'm just looking for someone to blame. Um, yeah, I, I think they could make a rule where you're only allowed to say something very sassy on your way out the door. You know, you can't say, Oh, you got me, but you could just be like, I hate your guts. Forget y'all. Because <laughs> I, mean, I hope that what, it rains on y'all. What is stopping someone from saying this person has an idol? This person has an idol. There you go. Nothing. Apparently, like, that's crazy to me. You know, like that's that that is a completely different game than if you can't say anything. And because no one's done that. I kind of wonder if there is a rule, but it's just not a very thorough rule. You know, like they're like, you can't out people's idols after you're voted out on your way out the door. Like maybe that's a rule, but there's so much more to the game than idols and advantages. And I think it, they need to be either like more firm on that or like fully accept that stuff happens after the final vote is read before the torch is snuffed. That's kind of what Ricard was saying. He was like, they either need to like go hard one way or the other. Cause right now you could just say something that's going to totally tank somebody's game and you're voted out of the game. You're not supposed to be playing anymore. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was just, that was very difficult for me to take. Um, and it was very difficult for me to watch uh, this week's episode because of that. Uh, and, you know, so looking at the the players that are in the game that made this decision, um, Mike, I feel like, has gone down. Like, a lot of people want to save Mike, but he's not making any of the moves, If, if feel, it seems like. It seems like he thinks he's making all the moves, and everyone is just, like, saving him and doing what's best for them. And I don't know. I wonder what the jury's perspective of Mike is going to be um, if he makes it to the final three. Like, if you had to rank right now, like, the, the final five in terms of, like, winnability right now, like, what what order is that? Um, is there, like, a clear last place? Uh, Romeo, for me, would probably be last place. Yeah. I think it's uh, starting from the bottom – Romeo, I would give him zero percent chance of winning the game. Point five. We'll give him. We'll give him point five percent chance. Yeah. 
And I guess the question I'm asking is just like, if these people are in front of you and you're on the jury, like who are you voting for right now? Yeah. So we'll give Romeo 0.5% chance of winning the game. We'll give Jonathan 7.5% chance of winning the game. So that leaves about 92% left. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say Mike probably has about a 20% chance of winning the game. So that's third most likely in my view. So that puts us at 28%, which leaves 72% left. And then I'm going to split that right down the middle between Lindsay and Marianne, both with 36% chance of winning the game. Yeah, I think if they were sitting in front of me right now, I would probably, I would probably give my vote to Lindsay. That's who I would vote for right now. Um, and then probably Mike. And then Jonathan and Marianne's kind of a toss-up. And then Romeo. Um, I think I think that's very interesting. I think a lot of people are just... So Jonathan looks like he's not going to get any votes. Like, I, And this it doesn't really feel like it's anything that he did that is not going to get him any votes. Like, I, looking at Jonathan's game, I'm wondering, like, is there actually a way for a player like him to make it and win because i'm looking at his game and it's like i mean he may have been like hangry a couple times but like he did a lot around camp he he was in the majority alliance he stuck to them he flipped what he needed to flip i just like i don't know what jonathan is supposed to do in order to win is it just like, and, and I'm trying to justify that for myself. It's like, I think that these other people have played better social games, but it's like they're all kind of collectively just discrediting his game as whatever. And he's not going to get any votes. And I don't, I don't know what that means for the future of the game in terms of strong men. Yeah. I mean, I, I think at this point being a challenge beast is a tiebreaker in a, in a final vote scenario, but it's not a, a thing that's going to win or lose you survivor. Most likely, you know, it, it, if, if Jonathan was playing the social game of Omer, then I think he would have been in great position to win the game. You know, if he was playing the social game of, you know, even a Mike, I think he'd be in a great position to win the game. But I, I think his it's not as much what he's done to not be in the running, but it's just general demeanor that I think has really rubbed people the wrong way. I mean, it's great when he's on your tribe, but once it's an individual game, it's just a guy around who, you know, is high on their own supply. And, yeah, I mean, I think we had this conversation last season with Danny where I said, I don't know how like that archetype can win Survivor. And we kind of had that conversation. I mean, he would have to play a near perfect social game to win in my opinion because like I think it's it's almost viewed in modern Survivor as like a well, you of course you won the challenges. You're huge. You're fast. Yeah. You're strong. 
we're yeah. not. We don't care about that. And so, I mean, I guess like if you had the right jury, they might value it higher. But I don't really see this jury valuing immunity wins super high. At the same time, I think they would value Lindsay's immunity wins super high. He's like, hey, you've beaten Jonathan at immunity challenges. You're a small. You, you weigh uh, half of what Jonathan weighs. Yeah, and that's that's weird to me because a lot of these challenges are like endurance and balance. And she's a dietitian, and I'm pretty sure she does yoga. Like, I mean, are we really that shocked that she's winning like coordination tasks? Like, I would expect Lindsay to win those, you know? I, I And it's like, oh, well, Jonathan only won two immunity challenges. It's like, did you see the immunity challenges? It wasn't just like picking up a boulder, you know? Um, and, like, I'll play if he played an Omer-type social game, I feel like that gets labeled as, like, a mafia boss when you're, like, the big, the big strong dude. Because it's like everybody's going to be wary because it, it, it may just come across as like, you know, someone telling you what to do. Um, I feel like he's not going to have the same connection with people that are on the outs as Omer does. Just naturally, just by his physical being. And like you say, like, yeah, if he had a, if he played a social game like Omer. But I mean, I feel like that's almost impossible to play from coming in as the strongest guy. That's true. And that's true. Like, I mean, if I was a strong guy, I would, I would, I would be hesitant to play this this era of Survivor because I just, I don't know if they'll ever win again. I do think, if you were to win every immunity challenge, you would have to win. I would hope I, so. I mean, you know, let's say you won every immunity challenge, except for two. I still think you would have you would have a strong resume unless you are a jerk, a bad person, you know, you know, I think I really think that the tribal council with Drea and Marianne both playing their idols like the double tribal council episode ever since that episode, Jonathan's stock has been dropped way down and Drea was acting like. She was kind of like acting at the end of that episode like her and Jonathan were cool. I don't think that they were cool at the end of that. I think that Jonathan um, has kind of been boxed out, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I don't really not I don't really like Jonathan that much, but I do think that like you know you kind of saw in that tribal council you saw Lindsay have one in um, way of reacting to the situation. And then you had Jonathan reacting to the situation. And Lindsay's was the much more palatable reaction. So I do think that that, that does come into play at some point. And, yeah. Yeah, you talk about that. And, like, that episode, it wasn't just that that happened. Like, Lindsay kind of got frustrated with Jonathan because he just came up with a dumb plan behind her, bla- behind her back. And... Lindsay was like, that's a stupid plan. First off, B, like, we didn't talk about that at all. And you just went and did that. And, like, she was really his only link outside of, like, Omer and Mike. And now Jonathan's only link is Mike. And, like, that's just, I don't know. Like, that was, like, a pretty quick turn versus, you know, Omer and Lindsay have been tight the whole time. 
And I guess it's just that quick, like something that small, something imaginary, like with High and Mike calling him a, a puppet, you know, that lie, that just outright lie can just like change everything. Um, I don't know. I just, I want to see it happen once where like the really strong guy gets it done somehow. And because I want to yeah. believe that, I, I want to believe that, that that could happen. And I just, I don't right now. Yeah, I mean, we've seen the Challenge Beast win on multiple occasions uh, or the guy who keeps finding random idols. And we've seen that, and people didn't like it. I mean, people weren't happy about it. But I do think, like, you know, and this is, like, why as a jury member, I wish, I feel like the mainstreaming of Survivor Strategy through podcasts, through blogs, through the way that players on the show talk about the jury and their quote-unquote resumes and all of that stuff has sort of like geared the survivor winner towards a certain type of person. Yeah. You know, someone who's socially strategic, is in on all the votes, and stuff like that. And I think that's important. But, you know, before the internet or before everyone was on social media talking about Survivor, you know, people were just voting for the person that they liked the best. You know, like they, the jury wasn't feeling pressure like, oh, like what are the, the, the what is the Survivor subreddit going to think? If I vote for this person, they're going to call me a dummy. They're going to call me bitter. They're going to call me blah, blah, blah. Guess what? It's okay to be bitter, a bitter juror. It's okay to vote for the person that you like the best. That's kind of what the game originally was. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're at the end. And who do you want to give a million dollars to? Not who has the best, who played the quote unquote best game. There's no rules to that. You know, there's no rubric. There's no official survivor rubric. And I feel like the mainstreaming of survivor thought and strategy has sort of created a unspoken rubric in everyone's head of, of what a survivor winner looks like and acts like and votes like instead of just like, Hey, at the end of, at the end of survivor 42, I think Mike is a great guy and I want to vote for him. You know, like people are out on Mike because I think, People don't think that's how this jury's going to vote. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, it's just, it's so bizarre trying to um, figure that out. We'll see if another young Canadian woman wins again. Um, Keep the Canadians out. They're too good. Seriously. Leave, leave like, some, leave some dubs Canadian, for the U.S. Marianne's Canadian. Dre is Canadian. Like, I mean, maybe maybe it's just because like they they have been not letting Canadians play for so long that now we're only we're getting the best we're getting through the best Canadians right now in like two seasons versus forty seasons of American Survivor or U.S. Survivor. Yeah, you're saying you're they're scraping the bottom of the barrel for uh, Americans. Yeah, I mean they're they're only taking the the cream <laughs> of the crop Canadians still. You know, everybody else is like, ah, you've applied for 10 years in a row. I guess we'll let you on finally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
how so how do you see the final episode coming down who do you see getting voted out next um i'm gonna say jonathan gets voted out next i think i think he's a he's a challenge threat i don't know that some people like i don't really see anybody but mike wanting jonathan to make a decision about who's in final four fire making you know i wouldn't I think Mike's the only person who's like, yeah, Jonathan's going to take me into it. So I, I, I could see, I could see Lindsay winning immunity or let's be honest, there's going to be a puzzle aspect to it. So, you know, (laughs) I could see anyone except Jonathan winning (laughs) immunity except Romeo. I can't really see Romeo winning. Yeah. Um, but I think I could see Lindsay winning immunity and voting Jonathan out. Because if I'm if I'm Lindsay, I mean, if Jonathan's out of the game, I'm really confident that I can win immunity at Final Four, and basically dictate who go, who I go with. So I I think Jonathan's going to go next. Because also, Marianne has an idol; she's not going. Yeah. Mike has an idol; he's not going. Although Mike did tell Marianne that he would give her his idol if she needed it. So Marianne could theoretically <laughs> convince <laughs> Mike take to the idol. She could she could parvity Mike. Get Mike to give her his idol, play it for herself, play an idol for someone else, I don't know, Romeo or something and vote Mike out. That could happen. Well, we'll see if Mike actually gives her the idol, but that that would be like a winner. That would be a winning move right but, there. But Mike, okay, we haven't really seen Mike just boldface lie to people much. He'll go around people's back and trick them, but he seems like if he said if you now he might pull the oh, you're not getting any votes tonight, so I'm not going to play my idol for you, and that's fine. But that would be a pretty pretty fun thing but um, anyways i'm gonna say jonathan goes out at five which leaves final four which means i'm probably gonna take honestly i could see marianne winning that marianne uh oh this is hard so this is this is okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna walk us down mike's path to victory here Okay. Okay, Mike wins immunity at five. They vote out Jonathan. Mike wins immunity at four. He then puts himself into fire against... Lindsay. Lindsay. Beats Lindsay. Now it's Mike, Marianne, and Romeo. I think Mike has a good chance at that point. Um, because we've seen... That putting yourself into fire and winning is an effective tool to secure a victory. It's definitely a great tiebreaker. Like people are unsure who they want to vote for. Well, they just put themselves into fire making and won. Uh, you know, Mike is a firefighter, but if he can be a fire maker for one day, he can get this done. Okay. 
So so let's go with that. Let's say that that's what happened. So that would make my final three, Mike, Marianne, and Romeo. And you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna my my brain is telling me to take Marianne here. But it's not my heart that's telling me otherwise, because my heart is rooting for Marianne at this point too. It's some other part of my body, maybe just the part that doesn't want to pick the favorite at this point. I'm going to say Mike wins because he puts himself into fire at final four. Interesting. I I feel like Mike's path, I feel like he needs to get Lindsay out first. Um, I think Lindsay's going to go next episode at five. Um, and then I think... I actually think he should keep Jonathan. Um, I don't know if he thinks that, if he recognizes that or not, but then he can say I was loyal to Jonathan, um, but I had a better social game than Jonathan. I moved when I needed to move, um, and I'm a Hoboken firefighter, so he should give me a million dollars, which I feel like of all the people to give a million dollars to in terms of career paths, Mike's the one that I would give a million dollars to um, because he's a, he's a firefighter. You know, if he gets a million dollars right now, he can maybe retire. Um, and uh, that's, that's huge. Um, I think that in order for Marianne to win, I think she needs to go with Jonathan and Romeo. I think Jonathan and Romeo is the winner's, uh, the winner's tribal final tribal. Um just a matter it's just a matter of who that is i really don't like in my mind i don't think anyone would rather keep Lindsay because marianne can say i kicked Lindsay out if she goes to final trouble with Lindsay, then Lindsay can say i was on the end on all those moves that marianne was also in on um people seem to like Lindsay a lot um Lindsay was not in on the omer vote she was not that's the one and that's the that's marianne's main move to this yeah. point yeah, but all of Marianne's moves has just been tagging on with Lindsay and Omar up till this past episode. Um, so I feel like Lindsay's priority number one and then Mike or Marianne. Uh, and I wonder if everybody will see that that way. Romeo is probably like cool with sticking with Marianne because he's like, I mean, we've been on the outs. I'm probably not going to win. I'll just do whatever gets me to the end. Um. Yeah, I I think I think uh, I think it's either gonna be Marianne or Mike that win. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's Lindsay. I I really hope it's Lindsay. I love Lindsay. I had her in the finale. She's in the finale, so good for me. Um, but she's played a good game, except for that one thing where she didn't play an idol. Um, and that was the last thing I wanted. What say. was like, she thinking, dude? What it, was she thinking with that? It was just gonna like, get back like into, no. into circulation. It's like, dude, it wasn't we're final five, bro. Like we're final five. Yeah, I, this, I this that, isn't like, Survivor thirty. Survivor thirty. Whatever. Ben five. Thirty five. This isn't thirty five. They learned their lesson with that. People were not happy with that. Yeah, and I mean, like she didn't. She didn't watch season forty one. She didn't know what exactly was going down but it's also like at final five you really think they're going to put an idol in at final five man they haven't done that in forever um so yeah that was just such a bummer and uh yeah 
I really hope it, it it's okay for her because I love her. I hope she does well. If she ever wants to talk to anybody, I'm always here, Lindsay. You're great. Um, and yeah, that's the thing. So who do you have winning? Do you have Mike winning the finale? Do you have Marianne? Mm, I, I think I'm going to take Marianne as my official pick at this point to win. But I can see a path for Mike and Lindsay as well. I don't, I mean, crazier things have happened than Jonathan winning. I'm not sure crazier things have happened than Romeo winning. <laughs> so um, I'm going to take, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Marianne. And I would just like to shout out Marianne on this podcast because yeah. I was not, you were not a fan. I was not a Mary Stan uh, at the beginning of this season and she has won me over. I think there's something about people like Marianne that I have trouble believing that it's real with them. <laughs> you know, I'm like, stop acting like this. You know, yeah. you're, you're too much. You're just, you're, you're doing too much out here. Everybody's just trying to chill and you're just going, going, going. But the amount of, I mean, number one, her personality has not changed this whole season. It has remained the same. Mm-hmm. And I think we've also seen a a really thoughtful side of her that we did not see at the beginning of the season of her kind of like when when she found out that Lindsay had an idol this episode that she didn't know about, we got to see her like deal with it in a really mature way that she was like, wow, I, I guess I'm not as good of friends with Lindsay as I thought. Where, you know, I was expecting her to either, like, break down or, like, be like, I guess I got to get Lindsay out of here. And instead, she just, like, processed it, said, okay, that's good information to know. And now I know better than to put my future in Lindsay's hands. And I'm going to do what I got to do. And I thought that was really, I thought I was really impressed with Marianne, this episode. and, And I... She's gone from, I tweeted this out, she's gone from worst to first in my heart over the course of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, I think she's going to win. Uh, my logical brain tells me she's going to win, um, either her or Mike. I think Jonathan's path is just win immunity, win immunity, fire Mike out and vote Lindsay out and go with Marianne and Romeo and hopefully... You can say I did it all. Um, unlikely, though. Unlikely. Yeah, I mean, we have seen somebody win who quite literally was not in the game uh, <laughs> at Final yeah. Five. So, <laughs> I I, yeah. I mean, crazier things have happened to Jonathan than Jonathan winning. Yeah, he's just going to have to make it like three days of Jonathan, which sometimes you do see in the finale – you know, you see people try to try to pull a bunch of stuff together at the end to make a run and be relevant and all of a sudden. Angelina. This is Angelina Dean. shout out. Yeah, Dean. <laughs> DK chilling. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um Yeah, anything else? I don't think so, man. I'm ex- I'm excited for next week. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, man. Uh quick shout out, R. I. P. The 2021-2022 Memphis Grizzlies 
what a season what a run love you boys um bigger and better things are ahead what what a fun team what What a a fun team what a fun ride i mean to win a playoff series nope i i mean i don't think anyone expected them to win a playoff series at the beginning of the season i think people were thinking okay you know they came in seventh or eighth place in the west last year yeah okay they played themselves in they won a game they maybe won two games against the jazz last year but maybe they make the playoffs again this year to do to do all that i think was really awesome and to do it sans john morant Mm -hmm. i mean their record without him even if you include the playoff defeats um was really good and Let's be real. If Memphis wins game six, I think they would have been favorited in game, game seven. A hundred percent. Because yeah. Golden State had nothing for them in Memphis. Yeah. And it's it's just a matter of role players hitting shots um, at home versus the road. And that's that's what's happening in the Mavericks-Warriors series now. That's what's happening in the Celtics-Heat series now. It's just a matter of, you know, is, is Grant Williams... And Peyton Pritchard and Aaron Neesmith, are they going to be hitting shots tonight? Oh, we're in Miami. No, they're not. We'll win <laughs> We'll win in Boston. And when yeah. you're on the road, you just have to have a Herculean effort from your star. And that's where it would have been nice to have Jaw in game six, uh, which we did not have. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm hoping we get the whole team back minus Dylan Brooks um that would be ideal for me that'd be awesome if we could trade dylan brooks for like a second round pick i would do that tomorrow but trading dylan brooks is 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 i know from an analytics perspective a smart move if you can get stuff in return but from a like a pure like heart and soul perspective i think it could hurt the team i think he, we like we have we have the perfect cocktail Right now. We, we just need everybody to get a little bit better. We need Dylan to grow a brain. If he's going to stick around, he's gonna, his brain's going to need to develop a little bit more, be a little less impulsive, you know, figure it out. But Or I if you're going to be impulsive, at least make him hurt. Like when he pushed Steph down in game six, it's like, dude, if you're going to get a tech or a flagrant or whatever you got, like, you know... Give him some bruises or something. Don't just push him in the butt and like tip him over. Like that was so soft by Brooks, man. Dude, it was such a flop. Steph was like, "Oh, ooh, get out of here." Also, Stephen Adams got thrown to the ground by Kevon Looney. Was just like, "Okay, like, come on, what dude." Apparently, you can do whatever you want to Stephen Adams, and no one cares. That's what yeah. we learned. Yeah. Um. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that he may be moved. But why would we do that? I don't know. If we could get DeAndre Ayton, I'd love to do it. I don't know. I like Steven Adams, like, personality-wise, so much better than DeAndre Ayton. Like, would Ayton play for this team? Would it be a positive addition? Yeah. I feel like it wouldn't. What are you talking about? I feel like Ayton wouldn't play for us. Like, he would just, he would be so, like... What? I don't know. Like, the guys that we have, they're all in. They're, like, they're you know, three-star athletes that, like, came in. Their their uh, their mentality is different than DeAndre Aiden. DeAndre Aiden went to college for one year, was the number one overall pick ahead of Luka Doncic and Trey Young. He's entitled. 
He's lazy at times. Like, he didn't play the whole fourth quarter. That's why he needs to be in Memphis and get around that culture. It's hard for him being around Chris Paul, who's just like a huge jerk to him, I'm sure. And Booker, who I'm sure is a big jerk to him as well. And he needs to be around his peers who are grinding and see the work they're putting in. And he would catch on. I feel, yeah, but I'm worried that the, the team would catch on to him, which is not what I want. You know, you said it. We have the perfect, like, team mentality cocktail. Why screw it up? I would be, you know, I don't want Dylan Brooks back, but if they just said, we're just going to bring back the entire roster next year, I'd be like, I'd be, okay. If they said, <laughs> we're bringing back everybody but Culver, hey, I, I, we're, instead of Culver, we're bringing in, you know, we're bringing in Eric Gordon. Okay. We're, you know, we, we need some vet who can play wing for us and isn't a nut job. You know, that's what we need. Garrison Matthews. A veteran. A veteran who can defend and shoot. That's what we need. Anybody. Any takers. We need, you know, we really. Having Jay Crowder on our team two years ago was huge for our team's development. We don't. I'm not saying we need to get Jay Crowder back specifically, but a guy like that is that Kyle Anderson. Could go a really long way. Yeah, a higher level Kyle Anderson. <laughs> you know, an NBA starter version of Kyle Anderson. I love Kyle Anderson, though. I hope he comes back. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, cool. Do uh, you have anything else to add? Nah, man. I got to get off this because I'm going to Chattanooga to play golf tomorrow. All oh, sick. Well, have fun. Uh, everyone out there, thank you so much for listening. For Michael Klinger, this is Joel Klinger, and this has been The Klingers Have Spoken. See you next week. See ya.